Over you go, Stephen, intro. <laughs> Anytime you feel like it, join in, Stephen. Perhaps the you screen can't is keep, frozen. You can't keep a straight face. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Estate Agents Podcast with Andy Overman, who's going to take that shirt off in a minute, and Luke Sinclair. And he's very excited because he thought he was top of a table, and I've just seen that Everton are. So, um, but at least you're <laughs> at least you're six points ahead of Spurs already. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. So, and Luke, how are you both? Good, thank you. Good. So let's start with you, Luke, until Andy takes his shirt off. Yeah. Um, isn't it got? Is it got a bit of pink in there as well? That shirt, <laughs> mate. My girls love it. Oh, have you washed it with reds or is it have you washed it with reds or is it purposely like that no it is deliberately pink anyway yeah. look before we go any further we let's have... just say hello to jeremy tyler how was colchester this week and let's say hello to tim who is down in sussex thanks very much for joining us if you've got any questions for andy and luke um please put them in the comment se 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 section as well good morning tony now that is somebody that is top of a league lincoln the top of a league i believe the imps are on fire michael appleton is doing an unbelievable job bring back the um cowley boys that's what i say good jeremy nice that you got away so luke how was your week yeah very good <laughs> busy week as i'm sure most people are experiencing up and down the country um solicitors are uh, I think we've had that discussion over the past number of weeks that are still proving to be challenging. Uh, Rumours of taking nearly two weeks just to get client welcome packs out. So from instruction to, so imagine if it took your own agency to actually get your agency agreement out in two weeks from a customer saying, yes, I want to go ahead to sending an agency agreement out. You wouldn't do it, would you? So what no. why does a solicitor do it? I'm going to, Piggyback on that straight away. One of the questions I put out this week is you need to be getting asking your solicitor this question. Do you have capability of dealing with your workload and getting things done before the stamp duty holiday ends? OK, that will be part of my process now and getting that question asked to every solicitor. And if not, finding solicitors who are. Good morning, Abigail. Sorry, Luke, for interrupting you. And Andy no, Davies right. doesn't want to talk football, Luke. I wonder why. No, no. Well, we all go through <laughs> those times, don't we? We all go through those times, don't we? We're not. We're not immune. We're not. We're not immune. So, um, but yeah, uh, busy. Um, I've run out of space uh, to actually sit really at the office, um, which is a good problem to have. Um, so I've, I've rented an office just a couple of doors away from one of our offices uh, so i can get some private space and get some work done um we had a some random trainer uh do some training with our valuers this week um so um we'll see we'll see how that goes i don't know if he'll cut it to be fair um some brown guy i'll, I'll start looking for somebody else then <laughs> no that was uh, the, the feedback from that was very good and very thought-provoking um, so with D 
done a we we've agreed a course with Mr. Brown uh, where we're going to do weekly course weekly mentorship with our valuers and training and guidance uh, for uh, for four weeks. Um, then we're going to go to bi-weekly and then we're going to go to monthly to hold them accountable. And Stephen's putting in place kind of objectives um, and targets, what they want to achieve by the end of 2020. Then I'm sure he'll be looking into 2021. And it was it was interesting, wasn't it, Stephen, from the value of perception of what they were achieving to what the actual data said that they were achieving as well. Um, so I suppose the question for that is, it was a good learning experience uh, for me, but what are what are those kind of figures and metrics that you're tracking and measuring in your own business? And do your colleagues know what they are? Hundred um, percent. And I know you were busy writing yours up. You took your time yesterday, and within an hour, you produced all your metrics, which was which was incredible. <laughs> um, good morning, Katie. Thanks for joining us. And actually, it does raise a really interesting question about how well you know your numbers. Yeah. And I also know um, Matt Nichols um, pulled something out because he's got his sale ready um, pack. And um, if you look at Matt on his social media, he's actually put a, a stat out there which demonstrates that um, if you are sale ready, the amount of time it takes less to get your sale over the line. And also if you're sale ready, actually you achieve a higher price. Um, so interesting stats. So in fact, I've just um, sent you that and asked you um, to stick that on there as well um, to try and get people sale ready, especially now more so. Yeah, no, 100% because it's going to end up costing people thousands, if not missing out on, uh, like you say, lower lower offers, um, but also the stamp duty saving if they're not going to meet that, meet that holiday. But um, also I saw a video that Chris Watkin put out there, uh, which I thought was quite relevant about when agents uh, are bragging that they're getting 103% of asking price. Um, uh, and I thought it was quite quite a good video because he made a relevant point that people feel more um, with the loss than the gain. So rather than you're talking about the gain, so you've actually gained them uh, X amount of thousands of pounds, then turning it turning it around on its head to say, and that you've actually saved them from losing that money because people feel uh, greater when there's a loss involved. And I thought that was quite a relevant video. Okay, you know, which is a good point. So actually, one of the exercises I asked them to do is find out how much they've actually negotiated this year from yeah. um, start, to start to the finish um, from offer. So, you know, if the offer, if you had a property on at 200,000 and the first offer came in at 180 and they managed to get them up to 200, they've negotiated an extra 20,000. I suppose what yeah. you're saying, rather than say, this is what we've negotiated, you know, we help that vendor um, stop losing £20,000. Yeah, which, and I've seen someone else put that into uh, other analogies where it's actually their holiday or is it the new kitchen to the next place that they're going to that's then just been paid for um, to put it into that kind of context so people can actually, because sometimes people think, yeah, £20,000, but if you put it into, well, that's your new car, for the next five years, that's the new kitchen into the home that you're going to go to. But on that negotiation, this is this um, is a real story that really wound me up. But it's great for the people that are buying the house, but not so much for the developer that was actually selling the house because they've lost out on five thousand pounds. 
So, um, so close family of ours, um, we're actually uh, buying a new build home in the local Leicester area. Um, and let's say it was on the market for £325,000. Um, they thought they'd, they'd chance their arm and, and chance their luck by um, offering £320,000. Um, and they were really surprised that it was accepted straight away without any hesitation going backwards and forwards to negotiate even an extra thousand pounds and when i said to them well would you have been prepared to have increased yeah we fell in love with it we would have paid the asking price if we really needed to okay so here's what's really interesting negotiators the negotiators so not the listers so i know in some places the listers would just go and list and then it's the negotiator's job to do the viewings and then negotiate the offer Okay. Yeah. What sort of training do those negotiators have to understand that they have a direct effect on the listers' numbers? Yeah. Because if the listers are going out there and, you know, that 1% or that £1,000 may be the difference of you getting an extra £3,000 compared to your competitors. So, yeah. you know, how good are the negotiators are actually negotiating? And what sort of training are you giving to them? Yeah, and I'd, I'd, I'd even question, is there that awareness in your morning meetings when you're discussing the offers from the weekend? So on Monday, when you sit down and discuss all the offers, so do, do you know what that is as a percentage? So when someone's offered 380 and the asking price is 400, is everyone aware, well, we're only X, X percent? Uh, is that built in? And when they're making those offers, um, are they seeing that that's so the buyers 97% of the way there to owning the home, but they don't own 3% of it? So, again, I know there's been dialogue around that, and I know Josh Vegan's kind of talked about that saying you, like, you're almost there, but you still don't own 3% of the home at the minute. So, let's try and let's try and bridge that gap for you. Um, but it just amazed me that there wasn't even an attempt to try and uh, there was more concern about getting them signed up with their mortgages, mortgage services, and convincing referrals than there was in. Well, they didn't even try to get a higher offer. There were more that there was more pressure on trying to achieve that than anything else, in terms of the ancillary signups. Yeah, interesting, That's, isn't it? Must have been a corporate. I can't comment, Andrew, over me on the grounds it may incriminate me. So, so how have you been this week, Andy? Yeah, all good, all good. Trip to London at the beginning of the week. Yeah, we saw on your social media taking the train. That must have been a bit of a strange experience in these modern times now. That that was a hell of a culture shock. Actually, I had a better train going from Norwich to Cambridge um, because I had the USB and the plug and I could work. And and then I took the um, Thames link from Cambridge to Brighton. Uh, stopping at Finsbury Park and um, yeah that was very surreal do you know the one thing I noticed the closer you get to London the less people are likely to talk to you yeah yeah it was really strange it's, it got on the train strange. in Thetford, you know, yeah. chatting away to people and the closer you know leaving Cambridge the closer you got to London people didn't make eye contact with you as much people didn't just weren't they sociable they were just a marked difference yeah, but Stephen did warn London that you were going. So that's probably why. He put, put those posters up all around. Don't speak to Beware. 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 
Beware <laughs> of the overman. Stranger danger. Morning, Simon. Morning, Sharon. Thanks for joining us. And Sharon, thanks again for coming on the show last week and um, sharing your story. And I know you're on my lunchtime learnings um, this Thursday, um, which is going to be really, really interesting. And thank you um, to Neil Giller um, as well for the conversation he had with Sharon, which was amazing. And hello, Ryan. Nice to see you're out of um, hibernation. Back from hibernation now. How was your trip? Is he still on holiday? No, he's, he's back always now. on holiday. He's always Morning. on a long holiday for him. Morning, David Arthur. So have you got a, have you got a question for Andy and Luke that you want to ask today? Put that up in the comment section. And um, yes, it was definitely because Andy was wearing an Arsenal shirt. Yeah, no surprise there. There you go. It could be, it could be that Arsenal shirt's being taken over by Kerfuffle with, it, with the pinkness. That'd be a surprise, wouldn't it? <laughs> there you go, Sharon. That's why people love moving to East Anglia. We're quite friendly peoples. Oh, yes, lunchtime learning. Thank you for the invite. So, Andy, how was London? Apart from the fact that Londoners don't talk to anybody who comes from Bedford, yeah. <laughs> You know, it was um, it, it was great. I uh, I spent the day with um, Vicky and Assad um, at location location Stoke Newington, um, and the, the the culture there is uh, is it's just awesome. Um, I managed to uh, sit in on a uh, training session that, that Vicky rolled out to her sales and lettings. Um, had a look at uh, area and. Um, uh, Hubble as well, which is the sales force. It's their you know, bespoke CRM. Um, it's yeah, Buddy's bad, bad partner. Buddy's bad mate, partner. Hubble. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I can see why you rave about it. And and the area hadn't realised the, the 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 benefit. Yeah, Assad and uh, he's got a really really strong belief in keeping the database really really clean. So area deals with um, all of the inbound portal inquiries, um, and it it fully integrates with with Hubble um it's just a, a really mind-blowing platform have you used it Luke? A, yeah it's a, for people it's a bit like a sieve for crms isn't it really yeah so it kind of sieves yeah. out the sieves out the, the the poor data that you probably don't want clogging up your your crm but yeah it looked really it did look really really impressive um and i know it's either been on or he's going on i think it's kai from keaton's or area um and he's with simon whale on uh the kerfuffle uh uh facebook live either last week or it's this week i did see something flash up but yes it is it's really clever in what it does definitely and Phenomenal. when assad showed me and how cool is that uh, wall that they've got at the office yes i took lots of pictures <laughs> um and, and posted them um, I, I just think the whole culture, you know, we walked, um, you know, Assad was, was, was kind enough to pick me up from the station. We visited Highbury, um, went to the Emirates. Um, and, and when we walked in the office, we deliberately walked in the back door. Um, because you know what it's like when you walk into a, to an office environment, you go through the front door and it, it, it can feel a little bit staged. When you go through the back door, you, you generally get a feel for the vibe of the office. And um, it was just buzzing. I love the plant wall that they have and mm. did you see that when you went they've got a, yeah. a living feature plant wall that they have restocked every few months it's yeah it's awesome 
Yeah, really, yeah. Uh, really really great question for you, Andy. Sorry. Abigail's got a question for you. Is what it a sensible you, one, Abigail? What, <laughs> what, what was your biggest takeaway from location, location? My biggest takeaway... Um, st strong core values and non-negotiables. They, 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 they've got an awesome culture, um, an, an, an absolutely awesome culture. Um, but they also have a very strict, you know, level of, uh, they, they, they call them the SLAs, uh, service level agreements. Um, and, and it's, it's those non-negotiables, you know, it's, it, it's a formidable way of dealing with customers. Um, average is, is just not acceptable. Um, they, they, they have this firm belief that every every client contact has to be delivered to an exceptional standard and they have really robust systems and processes in place to ensure that that's the case. Um, and the other thing that I think I learned is that it's okay to fail. They, they, I think they're probably one of the only firms that, that I've visited that look forward to failure. Um, and, and that may sound weird, but they, they thrive on failures because the, 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 the the, the quicker they they fail in something they, they they've got this culture of failing fast and learning from it and then adapting they they they've, they've got an awesome spirit within the team where they will okay so this hasn't worked let's unpack it let's unpick it let's rewrite the process and the system and let's make it world class um and that ability to pivot and spin um i i, I found um yeah quite quite warming really very nice um welcome kevin ellis um just want to wish claire um well um for later in the week and anybody watching on here um your daughter vicky and i think um vicky's nan you're doing a walk for race for life uh, for cancer research so kevin i don't know if you can put the link in um in the comments and we'll see if we can get some donations as well um ryan um their 10-step guide including origins is exceptional so thank you ryan so that's good. Ryan's, ryan's doing a half marathon soon as well i saw next week or week after for is a local charity yeah very good so ryan if you want to put the link in as well <laughs> and i know um Jane O'Brien uh, from Eden May is doing um, 500, 500 miles run, is it, in October for, for Macmillan. So it's fantastic, all this charity work that's being done by um, agents, um, land and new homes, etc. So absolutely great. So thanks, Andy, for putting that up. You're welcome. That's the link over to Claire Ellis. Um, uh, Victoria and Hernan, as Stephen said, um, great cause. Um, sorry to hear you're going through it. And um, come on, get on board. I saw it pop up on my timeline and donated. If I can donate, I'm sure plenty of people can. It's um, yeah, something that's very close. As you know, my mum had um, had breast cancer and um, successfully fought it. So wishing you all the best. So what else? What else is happening, Andy? And actually, that's a good point. So, you know, what's interesting is you've gone to observe 
one of the best agents um, in the country, um, if not the best. Um, you know, I know Ryan, he's been out there and he's gone and seen them. Luke, you've been and seen um, top agencies consistently. Um, you know, success leaves clues. And I think a lot of people um, are happy now to go and to go and share. You know, Spencer Lawrence, who I think is one of the best letting agents. Um, I know a few people that have been to see him. Um, and people seem to be a lot more welcoming now um, to go into their businesses and see what they're doing right. So, you know, if you can, I'll make the opportunity of it. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's fast-tracking fast your way to success, you know, learning what they're doing. Yeah. As Peter Knight says, R&D. Absolutely. I mean, I posted on my Insta stories that morning. Um, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And, um, yeah, yeah, for me, yeah. That, that, it was an eye-opener. Um, and, and I think sometimes you, you need to get out of your comfort zone, don't you? Because that's where the magic happens. Well, it doesn't happen in your comfort zone, does it? You need to push, no. you need to push yourself. Yeah, um, you've got comfortable uh, being uncomfortable, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, and like and like you said there, Andy. If any, if it was all easy, everyone would be doing it. Um, uh, and you're not going to get it right 100 percent of the time. Probably won't even get it right first time. Um, and you just got to keep fine tuning it and tweaking it. But that's what the great thing is about helping customers being in business uh, working is is it's that whole failing it's all part of the journey and and you'll never get it 100 percent right because you'll always find something new that comes along because you may think i don't know we, we've got our inquiry process absolutely nailed and then all of a sudden something new comes along like area or um customers perceptions change um or or the way that customers are, are working like like at the minute where before people wanted to just do viewing straight away but now we're doing more virtual viewings and things so you've got to constantly fine tune and just tweak tweak the tweak the knobs or the screws to, to get it 100 percent right so um but i had a good um good meeting this week albeit over zoom with our local hospice uh rainbows so they provide care for children um that are kind of terminally ill and sometimes it's end of life care unfortunately and normally traditionally uh as we uh, kind of experienced last year we did the santa's grotto well i don't think with the best will in the world that's going to be able to happen this year so we're looking at how we can provide an alternative to that now uh, but again i suppose for any business in their local communities thinking ahead now what what can you be doing coming up to october half term into november into christmas um to get those plans in um i mean we've got a great plan that's going to help hopefully put a lot of money in back into the bank account for rainbows because they've really suffered during the um during the pandemic um they've had to unfortunately make staff redundant um uh, it's not come at a cost to the care that they're giving but equally you don't want to see anyone lose lose their job but equally their, their balances on their bank accounts are, are depleting because the money's not been there from the fundraising so so we've got some great ideas which as we get close to the time i'll gladly share um share out with people i think um, i've just come up with an idea for your santa grotto the same have you? yeah the same idea with the open days for school 
um, potentially to be able to do that um, yeah. and then the money to go to charity. So I'm going to get hold of that guy, give him a kick up the backside and get him to yeah. give you a call because I think there's a massive opportunity. I've just massive. seen them put, put something on LinkedIn where they did an open day um, in Sunderland, a Freshers Open Day. They had yeah. 2,000 people attend. So it's yeah. something it's something that I think would definitely work. Um, if you want more details, get in touch with me. I'm not going to announce it because I'm not comfortable yet with um, people coming back. So I want to make sure that they sort that out first. Um, get but, I think, into gear. but I think that's something that can, can work very, very quickly yeah. Uh, yeah. and work well, um, which I think actually would be amazing because I think yeah. you, can still do, you can still do it. Um, which would be great. Andy, can you just put a, put a poll up there for people that are watching? Um, just trial days. So it'd be interesting to know how many people do trial days when they're recruiting um, to see whether people like, um, you know, the office environment and actually the people like them. So, you know, just yes or no as a percentage. Um, Luke, question for you here. I think you're the yeah. only one that potentially can ask and answer this. Um, so does anyone else feel, this is from Sharon, there's a definite change in the market over the last week. Not dramatic, but uh, a finite change. And Luke says, you mean quieter, Sharon. Not so much quieter, but less frantic. I found that the last week, buyers have become much more cautious about offers and listing inquiries have slowed down. Um, what do you think? Um, I wouldn't suggest it's something that we've been experiencing. Um, I mean, we've still got circa 60 homes still to come to the market. Uh, we're gradually, uh, well, not gradually, but we're seeing consistent inquiries each day to the sale. Um, but I think what, what this market may have led us to, to be is a little bit lazy because it's people actually phone up to say they want to book at market appraisal rather than us actually looking at exploring all those opportunities and it comes back to I know the Property Academy uh, in conjunction with how SSU on the EA Masters they put out that whatever it is 40 point guide so they look at what can you get out of each lead so have you got that laminated within your branches so that when you've got a customer in front of you, you know of all the opportunities so landlords mortgages um uh our tenants again getting access to to landlord details to see because obviously if a tenant's looking with you that their landlord's soon going to have an empty property uh etc etc um so no i we've not been seeing uh, a kind of a slowdown it's been absolutely manic in in a in a good way i wouldn't rather have it any other way at the minute and again if we rewind the clock to april we're all wishing for these times so i don't want to wish them away now so um and it, it's just it's just managing that as effectively as possible so no we're not seeing it slow down um we're still as we're still as busy as ever if anything we've kind of just tweaked a few things to increase availability for our valuers um because they were doing a day viewing uh a day of viewings each um we've tweaked that now so that they're not doing that so that's opened up an extra 20 appointments each week now so that that has allowed us to actually get out to our customers sooner because we were booking two to three weeks ahead 
at any time, which wasn't great for customers. Um, and we recognized that as a business that we were maybe potentially losing out on business as a result of that because people didn't want to wait. Um, so again, that's the whole point about failing. That that was a failure on our part, but we but we learned from it, we adjusted it, we tweaked it, and we've moved forward with it to, to try and help it. We'll never get it, and I resign myself to the fact we'll never get it 100% right, but we'll just do it to the best of our ability and the best as to how we see fit at the time. I mean, look, Sharon makes a great point. Um, Abigail said, I agree with Sharon, definitely seeing buyers being more cautious. Sharon, I think the media stuff about possible lockdown of a new six-person ruling um, might have made people a little nervous. What I would say to that is start It's doing, still Christmas parties this year, isn't it? Start, start doing videos um, about your local market. So actually tell people what's going on, you know, that these are the amount of offers that you've had, these are the amount of sales that have been agreed in your area, and make it local to you rather than, you know, or what you could say is, you know, do a little video. This is what the media, media is saying nationally. However, this is what's going on locally in the market. You know, so this week we've agreed X amount of sales. Um, we've had X amount of people still register. Um, X amount of mortgages have still, um, you know, have been um, agreed in principle or mortgage offers came out. Um, X amount of sales exchange. So give them some positive news and let them know what's going on in their area. Yeah, and I was listening to, before we came on to this, I was listening to Tom Ferry, um, and one of the lines that he came out with was that rather than uh, say you've got so many people registered on your mailing list, turn it around a little bit and just say you've got 250 people that you can't find homes for at the minute. And just, just kind of leave that out there rather than just saying you've got 250 people on your mailing list. But those 250 people want to find a home and you can't find it you can't find the right home for them at the minute so you need the public's help out there to try and try and match those two up yeah 100 percent. so it comes back to knowing your buyers you know so how well do you know your buyers that want to move before the stamp duty holiday ends you know again yeah. that's another poll that i will be doing um on instagram on facebook are you looking to buy are you looking to sell before march um 2021 yes or no and put it in your appropriate areas and see what you get you know and then really focus on those people that need to move um whether they're buying or selling um and if we do go into lockdown um <laughs> there's going to be a few people moving again so so got the uh, Ryan Wolford and Appreciation Society with Tom McGee, who's joined. Morning, Tom. Uh, Ryan does a great market wrap like this. So, Ryan, if you are still watching, could you whack one, an example of uh, one of those into the group for us? That would be great. Actually, talking about videos, I did one. So we've got the local fair um, is visited the town um, this week. And... Um, it was met by, um, it's caused controversy. So on the local forums and the local groups, people have said, you know, is it right? You, you know, you've got a six person rule and, and the fair's coming and you know, is it safe? And lots of people casting opinions without actually knowing. So I, I, I actually know, I've worked with Larry. He does an amazing amount for the town. And um, I just phoned him and said, Larry, can I come down and shoot a video? Um, 
you know, not to try and change people's opinions, not to berate people that are taking the decision not to go. Everybody has a right to their own um, thoughts thoughts on that. But just really to show people how how things are different. So, for example, they'd normally have a thousand to twelve hundred capacity. It's now capped at five hundred. Um, Obviously, you're queuing to go on. It's not a mad rush to jump on the first available Dodgem car anymore. It's sort of one one way in, one way out, um, and sanitizer and that like at all of the stations. I think they've done a really, really good job under really difficult circumstances to keep people safe. And just wanted to shoot a video. That video has been viewed thirteen thousand times. It's been shared about eighty odd times, and it's reached about sixteen thousand people in in the local community. Um, and when did I shoot it? Tuesday or Wednesday? It was Wednesday. So in, in, in five days, it's gone absolutely nuts in terms of reach. So there are videos like that that you can be doing just to, to keep your, your face and, you know, your brand and, and, and you familiar with, with your local community. Well, 100%. Sharon says she saw the fair video. It's really good and helpful to people in your area, I thought. Um, and Thank you, Sharon. I know that you got a lot of stick from that and you got a lot of direct messages, um, but also you got loads and loads of support um, saying actually it was a great thing that, that what you were doing. And again, it's about educating people what's going on. Um, people are concerned with safety, um, yeah. you know, especially there's a lot of immediate talk with what's going on. And for somebody to go out and give their time free of charge, and to educate what's going on, then people have got a choice what they want to do. You know, they can make yeah. an informed, they can make an informed decision. Yes, we're going. Yes, we take our kids. Or no, we won't. So you know, what you were doing was a good public service. Um, and if people don't agree, well, you know, I suppose that's social media now these days, isn't it? It's just yeah. um, you know, if people don't like something, it's an easy way to to put your name under it um, and. And go and, and go out there, you know, like all those lovely keyboard warriors on um, property AI <laughs> who aren't happy, um, you know, actually saying who they are, hiding behind a pseudonym. What's all that about? No, but, and Gary V talks about it, doesn't he? He said, for, for all those hate, for every hater that you've got out there, um, you've probably got a hundred people that are actually taking value from it. But unfortunately, they, they sometimes don't make their voice known or heard. Um, so, but what you did there, and you just got to ignore, you just got to ignore them and you're doing the right thing. You're trying to help people, like Stephen said, come to an informed decision. So you can either make that decision to go, thanks to the advice and guidance that you've given them and, and the precautions that the fair is doing. At the end of the day, they've got a livelihood. It's only like a business and businesses at the end of the day are being encouraged by the government to reopen. So it's not Absolutely. like they're doing something something illegal. And fair play to them to be to be sensible. I mean, we had a, a restaurant around our way that has been forced to close by the council because they weren't practising safe social distancing. So, um, uh, but yet most of the businesses have been, have been compliant um, and don't forget every business is is going through different challenges and this is all new to them and none of us are experts are we in in what's well, there, right there, or there, wrong there, there wasn't a covid19 rule book written back in um, december 2019 <laughs> was there you know i think no. everybody's finding their own way and it you know it, it, it is the new normal and listen i i would say 
out of all of the comments, I, I probably got seven or eight um, quite shitty DMs. But do you know, there's dickheads everywhere, isn't there? And you can't mm. stop people, you, you know, their opinion might be different to mine. Um, actually, I didn't have an opinion. It, it, it was an informative video. And, and I think I said four or five times in it, this isn't, you know, it's not to break people. It's not to, to change people's minds. But people, but people can be guilty of seeing and hearing only what they want to see and hear. And, you know, I politely thanked them for their opinions while behind gritted teeth um, was calling them every name under the sun. But no, just politely thanked them for their opinions and, and um, appreciated them sharing with me. But the, the overwhelming, I think it was 80% um, was very, very positive and it was, you know, it was kind. And there were a lot of, um, you know, there, there were probably three or four times as many people um, that messaged me or messaged my page privately to say it was a, it was a lovely thing to have done and it's uh, it's helped reassure people. So, um, you know, just take the positives, isn't it? Anyway, let's move on um, to uh, an offer that Kevin has made on the chat. Now, I have to apologise because normally on StreamYard, the um, users' comments are coming up and scrolling and I can pick and choose and add them. They're not, they're not today. Um, I don't know what it is. I had some technical problems um with uh, getting connected um so luke kevin's made an offer i believe yeah so i, I mean it's just it's just also a valid point that he made about um recently he's had some people come and visit him that weren't london new homes related but have been in the business for 25 years and they kind of just hit this kind of imaginary brick wall um, but obviously it would have been a physical brick wall for them in their business life. And sometimes you come up against it. Um, but um, as Harvey Spectre says, when your back's up against the wall, you've got to smash through it. So, um, but no, he, um, he had them in and after about three hours, he just saw something click with them and they kind of left with a bit of weight lifted, renewed energy, tails were up. Um, and sometimes that all it, that's all it takes because you can feel uh, as as a business owner or when you're in business that you're the only one that's experiencing these problems that so could be i don't know it, what why why can't we just do this or what why are we getting so many leads we can't cope with it and it just takes someone else to just say yeah we're going through the same and that's just enough sometimes to think okay well let, let's maybe share share some ideas as to how it can be fixed and what does it look like fixed and uh, again, just from what Josh Vegan kind of says, it's all very well having the problem, but then having the vision as to what it looks like fixed. And then then you've got to bridge the gap between what the problem is and what it looks like fixed. And uh, and it suddenly starts to make it look a bit easier. But uh, again, if anyone's at that stage of, of kind of can't see the wood through the trees, then Kevin's made that fantastic offer that anyone's welcome to come and go down to Marlborough if it would help them um it'd also be worth speaking to kevin about land and new homes if, if you're not exploring that but equally at that moment in time you you probably don't want to start adding more workload um but let's um let, let's let's try and uh reduce and dissolve those kind of problems and and think a bit clearer because once you're clearer headed you can make better decisions Ryan has just posted in the comments his latest market wrap, which I think was on Instagram. So thanks for that, Ryan. Um, is it, is it, did, did you have to self-isolate, Ryan, after, after your 20-week holiday? Hey, but Ryan actually makes a really good point. It's about doing them consistently. You know, Ryan's been doing weekly wraps from south of France. 
Italy, uh, maybe maybe Paul um, on his journey back, but at least he's been pretty consistent in his right shorts yeah. and pink top. So he does one a year. He does one a year from Paul when he's actually at home. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, the only the, the only person Paul for seven days. The, the the only person in EA world that's had more holiday is Alex Bloody Evans. I think he's got a permanent visa out there now, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Blessing. Okay, you you made an interesting point at the uh, at the start, um, Andy. So you know, there's all this talk again in the media about what happens if there's another um, you know lockdown, whether this circuit, this circuit, there's a circuit break or whatever it is. So again, and I think you said, what's everybody's plan B? You know, so what lessons has everybody learned um, from the first lockdown? You know, have you got all your matterports done? Um, and all your video tours and whatever, and are you all ready in case that happens? So, you know, how prepared is everybody? It's a good question. I mean, we've had the warning, haven't we? And I, I don't think that if there is a second lockdown or, you know, a curfew, um, which is, is, is being discussed um, at, at the moment, I don't think it's going to come as any great shock to people. So uh, you're absolutely right. What what are people doing now to to uh, to plan and prepare for it, um, and circumnavigate it? Um, I think we can take a steer from Australia. If uh, if you look at some of the agents in uh, Victoria, I know Tom Panos has been interviewing a few recently. Um, they've been quite interesting. Um, virtual valuations. I know that you know some areas they're really really popular. Some areas they they're not so popular. But I think you know if if we do reach some form of Localised lockdowns again, I would imagine that they will become increasingly popular because people will still want to move. But, um, you know, I, I, I feel for, you know, we, we, we locally, we normally have a, a sort of Christmas dinner for the elderly, um, which is put on by the mayor. Now, that's not going to be able to go ahead this year. So, you know, it's thinking about what, 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 can, what can agents do? You know, what, what, what can agents do to support their community? So it may be that... Um, you, you normally have the local church group or you have a large congregation of elderly people who may not have someone. And I think Vicky Ellis, Kevin's daughter, volunteers on Christmas Day every year, doesn't she? Um, you know, for, 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 is, it, is it the, I don't want to say the wrong thing, is it the homeless or the elderly or the vulnerable or? Not, um, not she does an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, she's gone first thing in the morning and, and she doesn't get to celebrate her Christmas until Christmas Eve. She gives up you know, the whole day to make somebody else's Christmas special. Now, I would imagine that with restrictions as they currently are, that's not going to be possible this year. So, you know, we have to pivot. Um, what, what can we what can we now be looking at doing? You know, can we be putting little hampers together for the, the, the elderly um, or, or the vulnerable? Can we? um as you know and and i'm not suggesting that you brand them all up and take advantage of the situation but you know it, it can you can you put a little you know knightsbridge box together for for, for people you know with a, a a single person christmas put in it and you know just some basics um it, just an idea it just 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 something that came to me because i think there's going to be a lot of people that are are, are left alone and lonely um through no fault of their own and and you know i think that we we have an opportunity we are you know good agents strongly connect the community that they're in so that there's i think there's an opportunity there to continue that and, and just operate in a slightly different way from from normal be interested to hear what other agents are doing definitely so kevin says just people who be on their own 
their wealth, rich or poor, makes no difference. So um, lovely. And That's actually, lovely, Kevin. now, you know, now's the time to start to think about all these things. You know, we, you, uh, Luke was talking about Santa and Santa Grotto. Um, you know, obviously it is going to be very different this year, but I'm sure agents do want to support their community. So again, you know, what, what things, and, and we share ideas on here, can, you know, can we all do to, to help? Can you still do that letter from Santa um, and get that and get that done? Um, can you still do um, Christmas card competitions on Facebook um, and engage all different schools and whatever um, and get the community to, to buy it, to buy into that and what you're doing? Who's, who's going to be the first kid to do a picture of Father Christmas in a face mask? <laughs> no. So here's an idea of the Mr. Brown. So most people have got um, the Matterport technology. So why can't they partner with maybe their local garden centre or, or somewhere that's going to do a grotto? Because I'm sure there will still be grottos, but obviously appropriately uh, with the safety precautions but where you mm. can maybe do uh, like a spotting competition. So I don't know, perhaps the kids have got to spend the time on the Matterport to actually spot the 50 objects. Um, and if there's a way that it can be done where they can, they can find all these objects, it's a bit of fun for them. Yeah. yeah. Keeps them occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Great idea. Thank you very much. That's it for the year now. <laughs> Kevin says, we don't think they will be able to do it the same this year due to people's health and age. So getting plans in place for home deliveries. In truth, it's not just about the meal for some of these people. It's just that these people are lonely and pleased to see somebody on the day. Um, there's 364 other days in the year that some of these people rarely see someone. And that that's that's really awful. So you know let's take let's take that one stage further as agents can we you know you've got a you've got a meeting you've got a rule of six haven't you so could we could we Stephen your faith you have I was with you one day and you you have a, um, an agreement where you phone people don't you yes yeah yeah um if, if you could probably explain that better than I I I I mate, but I, I volunteer to make calls um, to people in the community that are over eighty, and actually I did them all last last Sunday, and um, I call about ten people, and I, I called them every ten days in in lockdown, and I haven't spoken to them for a while. Um, two of them sadly were ill. One of them I found out had prost prostate cancer um, one of them I haven't been able to get hold of just been told he's been in hospital um, for a while um, but the majority of the calls you know they're so pleased to hear from you yeah. to have a conversation yes oh thank you Stephen nice to hear from you how are you and your family um, you know and there are people out there that if you can you know that took me I don't know maybe an hour, an hour of my Sunday to do it and I do it well four times four times a year. Um, you know, if we can all make that one call to somebody um, and just help, um, again, it make it makes a difference. You know, people appreciate it. People people are grateful. And actually, if we look, um, 
Colonel um, Moore, Tom Moore. I mean, what an inspirational guy um, he was, um, and what he and what he's shown to everybody. Absolutely incredible. But again, you know, one of the things is, and I don't know if we can help on this, is you know, with Zoom technology, um, you know, if we can get all of them in there you know, via Zoom, so they can all virtually meet, they can all talk that way. Now, I appreciate, you know, I know I've had these conversations with some of these people that I do um, speak to, but they don't know how to use Zoom. They don't know yeah. how to use the technology. So if there's a way that somehow we can educate people how to use it, and then we can be the, you know, the um, organiser of the Zoom, and putting it all on and you know as kevin said if we could then go out and make sure we're you know maybe contributing and delivering um whether we're delivering the food to them or maybe we're contributing to help make the food from home you know that's you know that's wonderful you know just just helping people um you know nobody knows what's going to happen let alone what's going to happen today let alone what's going to happen tomorrow Hi, James. Thanks for joining us. Um, Stephen, looking at this, I need to send you a bell shirt. Okay, that'd be great. I'll take a bell shirt. Thank you. It's got to be better than that over there. Mate, you could wipe your ass with it. <laughs> what, your shirt? Hey, 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 mate. The bell shirt. What do you think then? Come on. Let's uh, let's let's do 30 seconds of football. Bale, Kane and Son in the, uh, in, in, in the uh, attacking lineup. Is he yeah. past his best? I mean, he's got that ridiculous top knot. He needs to have a haircut before he sets foot on a bloody football pitch, doesn't he? Still trophyless. Next question. <laughs> so, what can we do? Can we, you know, is it is it? Do, do people think it's right and moral that that you know? Could you make an offer to people that you'll come and you, you'll visit them for for twenty minutes, have a quick cuppa? Um, you know, we know it goes quiet in the lead up to to uh, to Christmas in ea world um you know could you could you just could you give half a day or a day for you know Luke, you're, you're a business owner would you give would you give your team members you know alternate days obviously not all on the same day so there's no business being done and nobody in the office but would you give members of your team a day off to um or not a day off a day to uh, connect with 10 people in the community where they'll go and have a coffee or a socially distanced chat and just you know make them make make them realize they're not on their own and that, that you know the community is there to support them in 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 you know the new normal in a different way absolutely absolutely um i think it i think it's vital um and i think even if people just did one phone call a week um throughout a business you can and just and as long as you, you're present and you're not trying to do i don't know let's say you're trying to tap away doing your your right move leads and your emails but you're actually present in the conversation You'll be, yeah. you'll be a mat. You will get, you will benefit from it as much as they will benefit from it. That, that's, that's, that's the key. That's the key thing. Um, yeah. And uh, I get, I've mentioned Josh Vegan a few times. I mean, he talks about it when he spends time with his niece, um, and it teaches him lessons uh, about uh, about life and about business. Um, so you. And it is, and it is rewarding. So you do, you do feel that that you've done a good deed. But I mean, we're going to during the month of halfway through November and into December, one of our members of, of 
the team are going to be there supporting rainbows for for the majority of the time and that's a cost as a business that we're paying for um so someone that works six hours a day four days a week is going to be supporting our santa's grotto idea with rainbows along with maybe our videographer as well so it's something that, that we're doing as a business now we we're not going to get that money back but we feel like we need to do it because we've supported them every year without that kind of support then i i, I wouldn't if i needed rainbows's help in the future i would hope that other people have been able to chip in so that i'd benefit from the help and you just never know when you might other people might need it out there so for you for businesses to, absolutely yeah i mean for teams for businesses to say well look one once a day half an hour 45 minutes on a on a rotor system if we've got a got some people that we can speak to to spend take take yourself off to a quiet place in the office um because again these people will probably be quite glad to actually speak to people during the day um yeah because they're not at work so it can work it's not got it's not going to impact upon people's private time if they don't want it to but can we not spare half an hour a day amongst a business to engage in two conversations um and i bet you that those conversations will go on longer and you'll get so much enjoyment out of it and so will they i know i found out so much fascinating information people that um the family have been um sadly at auschwitz and stuff like that but they've come over from eastern europe um you really get to i've learned their stories and it's been fascinating yeah just even, you know, so what, you know, what have you been watching? Oh, we watched art program this week. Oh, so what art do you like? And you're just engaging them and, and having conversations. And, and look, I think there's a couple of things. I think Kevin Ellis is spot on when he says it's not just for Christmas. It's 364 days a year that you've got as well. You know, and I think, Luke, you make an amazing point if, you know, if you go to your local church, your local synagogue, your local temple, wherever it is, um, and say to them, look, as a company, you know, I'm sure you've got elderly people and I'm sure that you're already doing this. But, you know, we're happy to volunteer um, our agency to make calls, weekly calls. And we do 10 calls a week or whatever it is to various people. If you feel comfortable giving those, you know, those names, you know, we're happy. We're happily volunteer um, and do that. You know, and I just think that will be um, amazing. The other thing I'll be doing as well, which I think agents were absolutely fantastic um, over lockdown, was a lot of stuff with um, food banks and stuff like that and going and interviewing. And, and there's definitely people out there, you know, I read an article yesterday that people already starting to stockpile again for a second lockdown. You know, so again, can we help the... Um, you know, the trussels, the food banks um, of this world. You know, I know Sean Adams has been um, doing that and picking up stuff from people. You know, and again, that stuff we can help with community with um, and get that done. Um, so Tom McGee, I suppose it's a poor reflection on how we treat our elders in society that this doesn't happen. Um, so, yeah. But look, like, it, it, it is, like but then we've got the power to change that, though, haven't we? Yeah, and that's it. You know, it's a choice we make. And look, I accept 
every single one of us is, is really busy. Every single one of us may have challenges that other people don't know what's going on in their lives. Um, but if we can help and make a difference, absolutely fantastic. So, okay. Cool. Nice, nice way to end. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. definitely. Yeah. That, but what, the what key thing do? is now is which of those agents out there are going to take action and actually do something with it. Yeah. Implementation. You know, it's it's all very well and good showing up here on a Sunday morning um, and uh, sh sharing sharing your shreddies with us. But um, who's going to go into the office and, and, and make somebody's life um, yeah, a little bit more enriched on Monday morning? Um, we need to, you know, for, for Christmas, it's not that far away now. It's It's going to be a very different Christmas this year, very different new normal. Um, we need to start having those conversations now with local community groups, churches, places of worship um, to uh, you know, to, to, to set the wheels in motion. I know that when I was in Stoke Newington on Monday, there was uh, loads of carrier bags that, that people had donated. I know that, that they do a huge amount with with local food banks. So, you know, we need to have those conversations now. I think, you know, furloughs, redundancies, um, you know, economic pressures. I think there's, there's going to be more people that need our help this Christmas. So, um, definitely. Yeah. Let's just and let's just end on this lovely story by um, Sharon. So Fran, who works with me, is an amazing young lady. She valued a property for an elderly lady a few months ago who had lost her husband. She didn't want to move, but Fran is still checking, still doing weekly checks um, to her just to see how she is as she's so, so lonely. Fran even went and got her some new glasses as the poor lady couldn't see as she'd broken hers. She's made a difference to this lady's life. Well, okay. that's just giving me goosebumps. And what a way to end the show. Sharon um we'd like to get fran on here let's 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 you know let's get her to share that story with 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 other people um if she's comfortable doing that um i've got goosebumps i don't know about you guys but what what a fitting way to end the show what can you do today tomorrow next week to um make somebody's life better and more enriched see you same time next week cheers bye andy bye, bye. luke <laughs>